There we go. Yeah, so chapter 37 talks about... So there's something that they need smokers for. For some reason, they're looking for smokers, so we can discuss that. Um, And at the end, like, Volcano Erupts. Can you tell me what you're going to be talking about so we can at least discuss it? Yeah, one second. I'm trying to get my mic figured out. NVIDIA broadcast. Ruin believes power should come at high cost. But yeah, like for my chapters, I'm just going to talk about like how messy a fur is. Um, you mean hemolurgy? Or yeah, hemolurgy. Uh, one second. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, that was working. <clears throat> um... Yeah, so, I mean, go on. What else are you going to say? Um, that's just as, that's it for that chapter. Uh, that's the only thing and, I'm going to bring up that chapter. And um, also, like, how much, like, Marsh is sort of not right in the head. He's, like, he, like, wants to help, but the ruined part of him is, like, telling him not to. Yeah, it looks like he's just biding his time. Yeah. But that's chapter, chapter 35. Um, how much <clears throat> uh, Spook has changed, too? He just, like... Well, I guess he hasn't really changed, has he? Because he's still, like, just as hard as before. <laughs> or, like, quiet and stuff. Yeah, but he's definitely seems to... Well, this is our first... We can actually discuss that, like, what we think about Spook's, like... Yeah. change so we can discuss that um yeah basically so what else are you gonna say about like you gotta summarize a chapter right so yeah so tell me what you're gonna say oh that just uh spook is taking breeze to a tavern um and they talk to dern about like the rumors that are going on and uh uh, Dern wants people to like basically rebel against Quellian. <clears throat> yeah, because they killed someone of the survivors' crew. So, yeah, um, yeah. I also really and like he talks like this. Too. Yeah, that Dern is this uh, leader. This crime boss hey uh, cool all right so should i do the intro because you are yeah um as far as chapter 36 um the type of spike matters which we can talk about later also in chapter 37 but it looks like the type of person that you're spiking or getting a spike from matters um and where you're spiking. Yeah, yeah. So it seems very particular. Um, uh, so Seth's upset that Ellen is going to feel bad about taking Fadrex after he goes to see him. Um, Ellen agrees to poison some wells, but warn the people um, um, that, you know, that's poison so they don't end up dying. So it's kind of like a halfway measure kind of thing. But... I can see it. Um, and he allows Seth to go bully uh, the nearby villages, not kill any. I don't know the earthquake happens. <clears throat> and then Seth is clearly actually trying to work, is worried about Alvion, who's with Breeze, but, you know, wants to be this tough, hard man and try not to show it. And Ham comes in with Demo, and there's like a rumor going around that the people who fell sick to the mists, and even further, the ones who died, is because Kelsier is unhappy with them. And Norden comes back in. I think, was it Norden who comes back in? I believe so, yeah. Uh, let me check. 
What chapter is this? 36? Yeah, I'm going to search for chapter. Uh, I'm not seeing him. Chapter 36. Um, okay, so... Oh, yeah, sorry, Demo starts talking to him about that 16% got sick, 16% mm-hmm. stayed sick, and they stayed sick for exactly 16 days. Um, and that's also the number of months Kelsier sp- spent in the pits. We can talk about that. So we can actually discuss that, right? Is Kelsier, like, is he behind the mists? Is, is he trying to signal them, like, hey, it's me? Um, mm-hmm. Ellen calms him down, chapter 37. Uh, camp is under attack. She follows them. Basically, Colossus, it was a ploy to kill the Coloss. And we can discuss the battle strategy today, like how cool that was. Mm-hmm. Hey. Vin discovers that the Coloss were formerly people. It's like Attack on Titan stuff. Yeah, yeah, and right. I said something like that, right? That there's going to be some Attack on Titan kind of reveals mm-hmm. back in book one. Uh, so I've, um, since I was going through and editing and clipping up the videos, or sorry, the graphic audio stuff, I was listening, you know, obviously I had to listen to some stuff. I'm like, dude, it's crazy how fast this book starts moving. Mm-hmm. There's several chapters that are like two pages long. <laughs> Do you uh can you send me the Mistborn book like one to me? Like the actual like the uh, the audio uh the um graphic audio? Yeah. It's on the Plex server. Oh, okay. Did you ever make a Plex account? No. That seems like a problem. So chapter 38, um, we can talk about, we can probably discuss the chapter 38 epigraphs quite a bit. Uh, preservation is in the soul of every person. Hmm? Let me read that one again. Hemalurgy spike steals elementic slash verkomic powers, but if it's used on people, it takes power of the preservation. So um, because the preservation is like a, a piece of preservation is in everyone's soul. And it takes small part of Elemancy and every human as its preservation. So that means everyone kind of, in a way, is an Elemancer, just, I guess, not enough. I, I don't know. So it's like midi-chlorians. So we can discuss that as well. Like, like does there extra preservation units? Get to be Elemancondra. Um different blessings are basically burning different metals and such, which we kind of had that idea, right? We're like, like this guy has blessing of potent. No, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah I'm, I, we don't need to go over. It. I'm just saying that like, um, that we could bring that up as far as the whole like uh epigraph mm-hmm. that even burning different metals and such so I'm ready to go if you are. Okay. I'm easy to okay. Yeah I heard like my voice just sounds different but I'm just still be easy to understand. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 34 to 38. Next one, sorry. Next one, um, we will be going over. Oh, my God. God. 39 of Full Destroyer. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Where will we be finishing off part three of the Broken Skies? 
You only need to say that part. Um, what happened before the hell? Sorry, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Keepers of the Book. My name is Mutahir, and I am joined by my brother, Maz Baya. And today we will be <laughs> going over chapters 34 to 38. Um, and we'll... my brother today, he has some throat issues. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so my voice sounds like this. Hopefully, it shouldn't be that big of an issue in like trying to understand me. But no, I'm not using a voice changer to make my voice sound deeper. It does not sound deeper. It sounds just, just different. Shut up. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, and jumping right in in chapter 33, we just. Four. Oh, 33, sorry. 33, we just saw Soon just leave his, what's it called, the homeland. And because they basically just gave him a car to leave with. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's give him the getaway vehicle. So that was And awesome. then in chapter 34, it's pretty short. Marsh walks in, kills people, like, violently. And yeah. stabs a dude with a spike and then t- uh, rips the spike out and then just well, takes Well, there's something interesting here. They he And it has to be intentional. He mentions that he's a smoker. Now, what yes. we can, like, we what we know from later in chapter 37, the person that you're stabbing matters. Um, yeah, that's because good. Don't yeah, so the to... quite... Sorry, say again? I say you don't want people just running around just like stabbing Scott randomly for Brookham for sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, I don't think they're looking for Alimantic. I think that before they were saying they were looking for like if they're not looking for Mistborn Scott, they're looking for Scott Seekers because then their um, bronze ability would be stronger. You know, this is the where you burn the metal, you could see sense other people burning metal and you know, yeah. assuming this means you can pierce copper clouds now that's for seekers and that makes sense but why is ruin having marsh search for smokers hmm. right like that's that means something there's something there that, that that's not an accident uh yeah like what, what he's trying to hide but and not only that, right? Like he's not just looking for smokers; he's looking to like Uber smoke them, right? Like Uber seekers. You cannot pierce the copper cloud. Like, what does that mean? Or you could smoke, uh, you know, a wider area. Like, yeah. So there's that. Um, one thing I thought <laughs> this is not really relevant, but I just like when he's like going through, right? Like Marsh. And he's like, he's kind of horrified by it. But at the same time, Ruins touches on him. So he's kind of like happy yeah, with so all the killing. It's Sorry, like, it's so weird because he has like his own conscience. But at the same time, he's just. Yeah, it's like two colliding yeah. like, things. And I thought it was kind of funny. It kind of reminded me of, I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but the Team Fortress 2 pyro trailer. Where, you know, it's everything's on fire oh, around him. But yeah. then like to him, he thinks like in his like perspective it's all sunshine and rain. yeah it's so funny so i just i drew that comparison but i did want to talk about the uh the epigraph mm-hmm. the uh furukami is a power balance so again i want to bring this up um so if we have preservation which is allomancy and ruin which is i guess hemolurgy is there a third god, which is Furukami? 
It's sort right. of like that, that one string of Star Wars Clone Wars episodes. Yes, no, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Right? <laughs> you have Farukami, which is a power of balance. So if you have preservation, Alamancy, Hemilurky, which, like, you know, you can tell Hemilurky is like chaos kind of thing, right? Because it, you have to kill someone and you have to take something and something must yeah. be lost. There's a lot of bloodshed involved with Hemilurky. So Farukami is a power of balance, right? There's nothing lost or gained. Right, mm-hmm. you put sleeplessness now to get sleep later, or something like that. So, if that's the case, um, is it like is there a god called like I don't know, ah, freaking balance? Like, like I, I don't know, like, you know, like, um, and yeah, if so, like, where is he? Right, like, yeah. so if we're gonna draw the comparison that. Preservation is the mist, and ruin is the ash. What is a third god's like? Maybe entity. It's, maybe thing? there isn't a third god. Maybe it's just uh, the cycle. The cycle of nature. You know how, like, if a wolf's population goes up, a deer's goes down, but because the population of wolves is so high, then the wolves go back down and deer's go back up. So maybe. It's just a power struggle, like every thousand. Yeah, but years. yeah, but even in that example, you're talking about two entities, wolves and deer. In this, we have three powers: Elamancy, Farukami, Himalurgi. Yeah, I'm saying maybe that they're. That's true. Right, like for your example to be a bit more comparable, it would have to be like deer, grass, and wolves. Yeah. Or something like that. Because, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I thought that was really cool. And I also, one thing that I wanted to bring up, um, it existed before the conflict between preservation and ruin, which I thought was really interesting, which means I think this also confirms to us, right? We had kind of, kind of confirmed it before where we said that Furukumi looks like it did exist before Lord Ruler's time. Mm-hmm. Because remember Alendi's logbook, he talked about how some of Rashek's people or like Rashek's friends, they could like become like super strong, like lift rocks like 10 times their size or something like that. Yeah. So we kind of confirmed it before, but this is definitely confirmation, which again brings up another question that was there like balance? Was there like a balanced God? Then out of them was born, out of it was born the two kids, preservation and ruin. Right, because after that, the conflict started. Right, and then after that, you had Alamancy and Hemilurgy. Mm-hmm. But my question also is that didn't Lord Ruler create Hemilurgy? So did he create it by the, like, I don't know how to put this. Did he get influenced by Ruin somehow to make Hemilurgy? Hmm. These are all questions. I'm not asking you for yeah. an answer. I'm just like, do you have any ideas? Like, Mm-mm. not for this. There's no clues. Okay, next chapter. Um, chapter thirty-five. Spook. Um, he takes he takes Breeze to like a cavern to start like spreading his influence. Um. And to tell Dern, sorry, confront Dern about the rumors that he's been spreading. Um, and then Spook asks about their rumors. And and Dern wants the people to, to basically rebel against Quillian for killing someone that was a part of the Survivor's crew. And... Um, where was it? <clears throat> Yeah, and then uh, Spook tells um, Dern to go with uh, go to Breeze with like this whole idea and whole plan about rebelling and stuff because Breeze will help soothe and things like that. Or I he's did a, love, I, I love yeah. Dern here. He's just like this crime boss, right? Crime lord. He's just like I want Quellen gone. He's bad for business. <laughs> and um, as Spook is leaving, he. He's talking to Kelsier, and 
they're they're basically talking about how quickly Quellian should just be killed, and uh, one of one dude goes up to Spook, um, to save to try and save his seven year old sister, who's like half noble, I guess, and she's gonna be burned in a couple of days because of that, and yeah, that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. So <clears throat> as um chapter 35's epigraph it talks about um ruin believing that power should come at a high cost and it should cause chaos whenever it's used. Yeah. Which I mean like I guess he ruin really doesn't believe in casual magic then because if like you know in Harry Potter they'll use magic all the time or like like all right bring me that coffee cup or you know just hold up this table leg while I, you know, screw this side in or something like that. Imagine if that caused chaos every single time. <laughs> so, yeah. Harry Potter would just literally become Game of Thrones. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see George R. R. Martin write Harry Potter. I want to see George R. R. Martin write basically every series, just in his messed up, like, Format. I don't want to see George R. R. Martin write anything else until he finishes. Same. <laughs> um. So I guess he's not writing anything else. Then. Uh. So chapter thirty six. Um. This we uh, I touched on this a little bit earlier. The epigraph talks about the hemology spike type matters as well as like you know who it is you're stabbing. That, you know, Steel takes Elmancy, Peter takes Furukami, um, which I, I, there has to be other kind of spikes, I think, right? Like, different kinds. I think yeah. they said that uh, Marsh had, like, iron spikes, which I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm curious to do know what those do. I'm sure they're all one for each of, like, the uh, Elementic metals. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if... If Steel takes Alamancy and Pewter takes Furukami, it doesn't go off Alamantic Metals then. Oh, yeah. So, so, and that's why they use Furukami. That's how they could heal so quickly. Which, remember, like, that was a thing, right? They would spray him with coins in the first book, and they'd, like, heal right in front of their eyes. And I guessed uh, it. Did, did you say Furukami? Yeah. Ah, I said, what if they're basically mini Lord Rulers and they're using Furukami and Alamancy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I think I had gotten it then, too. But yeah, we were talking about, I thought you meant, like, when you first. Yeah, well, I did, too, then, too, back when there Because we, back them, then, like, we didn't know sleep. Lord Ruler had Furukami and Alamancy, though. I did, though. Whatever. So, chapter 36 continues with... um. <laughs> Like, uh, Seth's getting upset with Ellen that he's he's worried that if Ellen goes to see goes into Fadrex and he meets uh, Yeoman, I think his name is right. Yes, um, Yeoman is the uh, Fadrex dude, and Quellian is the other guy, the Urtois guy. Yes, yes, I always get those mixed up. Yeah, I get in cities mixed up constantly. So he's feeling bad, or he's getting upset that, like, Ellen's going to see him, he's going to like him, and then he's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't disagree with. I actually like that logic. Um, Seth eventually drops the subject, of course, because, you know, you can't really say much to the Emperor. And uh, But Ellen does agree to poison the wells, but he kind of does it halfway where he agrees to poison the wells, but he doesn't actually like go the full distance. So he'll actually like, I don't know, leave up a sign saying that, Hey, this is poison. So they can't, they still can't even drink from it. He just doesn't want like innocent death on his hands. Mm-hmm. So, six, six, six. but he also confirms to set that he can go bully the nearby villages, just not kill anyone, just harass them. Which I'm not again. It's like a half measure. I'm not sure how effective that one will be. I could see the po- the well poisoning 
causing issues because that's still going to like, you know, drain or like put stress on the water resources. But I, I, I don't know. I don't think harassing and just not even like fully destroying villages. I understand why he's not doing it. Like, I'm not saying to just kill innocent people, but like, if you're not going to do that, but like cut off the village supply, then bring the villages yeah. into your fold, like have them serve you. Um, That'd be the smart way to do it. Yeah. So another earthquake hits. And so this is really interesting. There's no word from Luthadel at all. And it looks like their supply line has been cut, um, which actually puts pressure on them. Uh, I'm talking yeah. them as an Ellen and co. Yeah. And now Seth's getting worried, and he's trying not to show it, but he's getting worried about Orion, uh, who's heading to Orto, uh, who I, I think to him, he, I don't know if he knows at this point that she's probably already there. So Han comes in with Demo, who's still recovering from the missed attack. I guess he's still a little sick. And apparently there's this <laughs> apparently there's this rumor going around that like the soldiers who got sick from the mists were are being punished, and the ones who were killed by the mists are like guess uber punished. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these guys are bad, and these guys are ultra bad. Um, so this. This gets interesting, right? Because when um, everyone else leaves a tent, Demo, he has to be demoted. And because, you know, he feels like he's being punished by Kelsier. And he reports that exactly 16%. And he thinks that the mists are being controlled by Kelsier, right? Like, yes. This is no longer like a, um, uh, like some superstition that Kelsier is a Lord of the Mist. Like, at this point, he does truly believe it now because. He reports that exactly 16% got sick. And 16% of those 16% stayed sick for exactly 16 days. And that's also the number of months Kelsier spent in the pits of Hassan. And that's how old Vin was when she became a Mistborn. And that's also how many hypothetical meadows there are, too. Yes. According to my so, theory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, at this point, I'm like, okay, there has to be like 16 medals, right? Like, um, so what are you thinking? I, I do you think, because like, we've talked about this before, right? Like, is Kelsey, did Kelsey become like one with the mists? And is this his way of saying, like, hey, it's me? Yeah, I, I don't, I think it's like basically a force ghost where they, can move and stuff and like talk to people but they can't do a little any more than that because i feel like if he had the ability to he's just kind of the person who would do everything he could that's what that and that's a missed spirit that's been showing up to vin this entire time right yeah <clears throat> just can't talk to him just points and stuff yeah and it can apparently stab ellen <laughs> he just he just hates ellen he, he just hates, <laughs> he couldn't help himself you know he's a nobleman <laughs> uh, Finn and them they were just thinking oh he really just wanted me to use the well of ascension to heal Ellen but um, actually he uh, really just hated Ellen <laughs> so um, Ellen um, it starts calming down to Mo and there's a scream now we're going to get to the scream in a second but first on chapter 37 um, I do want to touch on the, I know we discussed a little bit earlier where um, the Inquisitors back in the Final Empire days would hunt mist, uh, sorry, Ska, who were uh, Seeker mistings because, you know, it would enhance their bronze abilities. But what's interesting is that the Hemology spikes decay yes. by distance. Um, that, yeah. Which I, is that by. Scientifically or magically? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have a feeling this is just like a ruined thing, right? Where it just disappears? Yeah, Maybe. Not, not disappear, but like decays over time. That's just ruin, right? Like that, that's him. It's just destruction. It's decay. It's just 
things just corrode and just wither away. That is him. That's his entire purpose of godhood, I guess. So many like formal alchemist so, vibes with the whole. Yeah. Sacrifice. So if that's his entire, if that's his magic system, right? Again, like with um, Alamancy, there's like a net gain in a way, right? Because you couldn't lift objects, you burn pewter, and now you can lift a lot of objects and you just burn metal. Like, yeah, I guess you could say there's like a not really a net gain when you burnt away metal, but. Um, with Farukami, right, there's like, there's z- net zero. Whereas Hemalurgy, there is decay. So, and I, I just I'm thought guessing was... there's no such thing, no equivalent for, Alam- sorry, now I'm going to see, for the uh, preservation side. No sort of decay or disappearance. Yeah, no, that's what I mean, right? Because it, yeah. If anything, it's a net gain. Right, because with the metal, you adjust the metal, and you gain it. That, that, that's it. There's no, there's no downside to it, unless you want to get into the whole, you know, rabbit hole of like, oh, what about the savants and stuff? Yeah, sure, fine, but there's no like loss, and there's no time that you just set aside for like, you know, being weak at this point so you can be strong later. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as you said, it was really interesting. It, it, what I'm trying to get at is that it just remains consistent throughout. Could you imagine they're getting attacked at night and then, like, they, they go rush out yeah. to defend themselves, and like half of them are dropping mm-hmm. dead or sick or something like that. 16%. Like, that'd be, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> so she follows the right. There's a Mistborn with them. So it looks like um, Yeoman has a Mistborn on his side. Quickly loses. She gets back to camp. So he knew that the siege weapons were not going to be useful in the wall. So he puts them, like, I guess in the mountain or the hills or wherever, like hidden in a cave. And he used them to fire down on the Coloss while they were attacking with the cavalry. And he thought that, um, and this was genius. And I also want to know, I have a question after this. Ellen thought that the anger he felt, um, was like the like that he felt from the coloss was like the coloss seen the battle but um uh it was actually them like fighting or not really fighting but like being killed and eventually he did lose control of some of them actually and mm-hmm. it, and most of them actually died killing each other that's just so funny so i i do have to ask how does yeoman know that um Ellen and Vin, or I guess he probably has reports that Ellen and Vin are controlling them, so he uses the... Yeah, probably. I answer my own question, yeah. That he uses the cavalry as a distraction, which I thought that was brilliant. Um, Ellen... I'm pretty sure he was a, like a battle general before all this, wasn't he? Or he was... No, he was an obligator. Just a regular old obligator. Oh. Yeah, huh. so... Regardless, fantastic planning by Yeoman. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like a free victory, right? Like they lost all their siege weapons and they did take some heavy damage to their cavalry, which he actually, Ellen brought up a good point too. The cavalry in a defensive situation does nothing. And if anything, the horses were just going to be a drain of the resource anyway, so might as well use them. Yep. So again, constantly like just overall very efficient uh battle tactics there by Yeoman. So Vin goes to see um human, the Colas, whose name is kinda human. Um <laughs> so they're taking the skin off their dead, and human says that they're gonna 
make more. And Vin asks, uh, so humans says like, you need to give us more. Um, and he refuses to explain until Vin like really like, um, elementally pushes him. And he just like, he screams first of all and runs off and he goes to a dead coloss, rips his skin out as well as the spikes inside of him. And he tries yeah. to go to a human to stab him with a spike to turn him into a coloss. And he's saying, I am human. So these coloss are human. Yeah. Dude, when I... like, I, This is crazy. You guys can't see this because, you know, obviously podcast, but I'm having goosebumps just thinking about this because this was so well written. And I remember that just... I, I felt like I almost dropped my book when I first read this. It was so <laughs> well written. I was just like, dude, like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah. And and it's it feels so obvious too. It does, yeah, but they never mentioned the spikes from before. Yeah, but they did say that um that they're cousins, Kondra and Colossus are cousins. Yeah. So that's not a hint, though. If you start putting together some stuff, it is right because Ruin is controlling Colossus, and he's controlling Inquisitors. How is he controlling Colossus? Well, he's obviously controlling them because of spikes. And the way he's controlling them is the same method in how Lord Ruler and the same method that Vin controlled them. Which is like elementically pushing them. So, but yeah, it's just oh, this is so well written, man. I I, I love this. I, this is one of my favorite chapters. This is one of my favorite reveals right here. So, um, enough of that. Chapter 38, we pick up with um, the epigraph. We're going to actually you know what? Let's actually loop back around to the epigraph because I feel like that's going to be a big chunk of this. Um, so Spook is pre- uh, preparing um, to rescue Franson's sister. This is the guy who, you know, whose sister got kidnapped. He's planning to save him. And he's investigating early, uh, Dern's earlier tip about counting the skulls. And he sees nine skulls. But there was supposed to be ten. There were ten people who were going to be executed. So, yeah. what are you thinking? One got escaped. I mean, one got escaped. One escaped. Or is that the sister? Is there, yeah. I, well, I mean, they're going to save the sister. I right? mean, so, so I'm, I'm wondering if it's like. Either Quellian is not executing someone on purpose, but making it like maybe it's an element faking someone's death. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's an elementor that he's taking. Yeah, and he's Um, taking it like because we know he has elementors, right? When Spook fought his crew, yeah. So that, but then the problem is like, how did he get those elementors to fight for him? (gasps) What if Spook is being controlled by Ruin? Because of the helm allergy. You know. <gasps> what if Kelsier is ruined because of the helm allergy? No, no, no. I refuse to go down that line of thinking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh you're saying God. that Kelsier became ruined? Or like no, 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 Kelsier no. that he's seeing? Kelsier that, yeah, he's like having oh, visions. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because remember he got stabbed with that sword? Yeah, that's hem allergy. And he left it in there, too, because yeah. of Uncle Kelsier telling and him. And Kelsier himself said not to remove it. Yeah. So. Mm. Spook suddenly starts becoming good. And yeah. Okay. So, anyways, so as far as the nine skulls out of ten thing, I, I have a strong feeling it's Quellian taking... But the problem with that theory... Is how is he convincing his would-be executed prisoners to fight for him? 
and they seem pretty convicted, right? Like, like his followers, his soldiers seem pretty like loyal followers. And I don't have much to go off of, but I'm just saying that, right? Like, it just it feels like. Do you get what I'm trying it, to say? Like, yeah. It, there's not enough evidence for me to make any guesses. It doesn't yeah. feel right because the only other thing I can think of is evidence. that Dern is like breaking these people out. But yeah. only like specific people. <laughs> he just breaks out the one guy. Just like the rest of you on your own. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Find that big rap. No, uh, I just wanted to go on. I'm not done with the actual chapter. Uh, Seiza is really impressed with the scar, not scared to go out in the mist. And it's, Breeze thinks it's because the superstition here is overruled by a new superstition um, that their love for Kelsier, their Lord of the mist is being overruled or is overruling their fear of the mist. So some Scott come up to ask say Zed, um some questions and it's mostly like about Ellen. Right. Like, and it's just, uh, it's basically just asking like, is he a good person? Is, you know, why does he want to rule? And, and maybe not why does he want to rule, but like, why does he want to take over the city? And like what like his plans are. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't want to overthrow. Who wants to work so hard to overthrow, you know, Quilian uh, to get and to get replaced by someone else? Yeah. Yeah. And they have a good point because he's literally Strathventure's son. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, and I think Urto is actually the Venture's homeland. So again, they have actually lived in a Strathventure. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So they have they have experience with the Venture. So. I like how it makes sense. It does tie together. Like the 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 fear of the people is not unwarranted, and they bring up the survivor of flames, which obviously it's spook. Um, mm-hmm. which but I just think, damn dude, that's a baller name. Did they know that he survived? Like everybody, does everybody know that he survived? Is it like official public knowledge? Um. I get. I mean, it's it's a, probably one of those things that's like a rumor so powerful that it's basically true. It's basically yeah. It's like everyone knows it. Um, like for those of you who've never seen Game of Thrones, cover your ears uh, for the next like thirty seconds. For the next thirty seconds, just skip. Um, Renly, um, Baratheon is gay, right? And that's not like a publicly acknowledged thing, but literally everyone knows it. So I think this is like something along those lines. That wasn't even a spoiler. I mean, some people don't want to go in completely blind. So anyways, to loop back around to the epigraph. um, The Hemolurgy Spikes steal elementic and ferrochemical powers, which I think we already talked about. But this is what they're very guess really interesting but if it's you and it takes small part of allomancy in every human as like that part allomancy is part of it's like body or power or yeah i, I, I don't, I don't I, know I'm, this so uh i'm getting a little bit like I don't know. I kind of wanted. Oh, like you know what I mean? Like my magic system. It's kind of kind of bothering me. Sense of like, I think Lord in the sense of like, yeah, I could see how like you know it makes sense how you can overthrow him and kill him. Whereas like overthrowing and beating a god seems yeah. a little like 
Impossible. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of fighting a god when a god is an actual like, god-like being where it's like above the clouds and not really a body. But that's the thing. We thought that the that's... Lord Ruler was, was god, basically. Yeah. That's um, why I like him better. And but, but I have not he, finished this. Book, but we so. know he's not God. Is my point, and we know ruin and preservation are gods. So I like my I like the gods in fantasy to be like a. They don't have a body. Like I, I don't like where shows or movies or books will do that. Where like a guy has like a body and you kill it and you kill God. It's like is that really a god anymore? <laughs> like that just seems like a really just jacked titan kind of thing um so this is and okay i also want to add that the chondra's different blessings are basically burning different metals and oh, we had kind of predicted this as well earlier yeah. where like we noted like you know blessings of awareness seem kind of like burning tin and then uh you know there's another blessing which seems kind of like burning pewter um so I, I do. Okay, so uh, if preservation is in the soul of every person, and preservation is basically elemency, does that mean that? Beings. Huh? I said the midichlorians exist in all beings. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, right? That like, if preservation does it run like a midichlorian count, right? Like you have to hit minimum seventy preservation units before you're considered a misting. And you get 140, and then you're a, a misborn, right? Um, so, is I guess maybe that's how, why hemolurgy is powerful, right? Because it stabs through one person. The preservation gets loaded, in, like a USB drive gets loaded into the hemolurgy spike. And then <laughs> it, you stab into someone else. And because there's some decay, there's some corruption in the files that you put in the flash drive. I mean, hemolurgy spike. So instead of 50 megabytes of preservation power, you only have 30 megabytes, but it's still an extra 30 megabytes that you get. So you stab it in this, I mean, plug in the USB into someone else. You say it. I just thought it was kind of like cool. And then but, they, they read their USB while the spike is writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, different people have different read and write speeds. Um, so I have a question in a greater Cosmere question. For the people who exist on different planets, like what is their soul like, right? Like the soul of the people in Scadriel, which is a planet in Mistborn, like their soul has preservation in it. So the planet of Warbreaker and Elantris and Stormland Archive and whatever else is in the Cosmere. White sand. Yeah, white sand. Yeah, exactly. White sand. For them, the, or is preservation and ruin a god on all planets? Or, or you know how back then, before Ascension, there mm-hmm. were basically ruin and preservation. Or sorry, no, the Hero of Ages was in different languages. Or that's what we thought. It wasn't true. But that's what we thought. Was that there was different versions of the Hero of Ages and they had their own spin to it. So maybe Ruin and Preservation are present in all the stories. But they're just a little... They're seen different with different perspectives of those characters and those magic systems and those worlds. Elaborate. I don't. I don't get what you're trying to say here. So ruin and preservation here, they are called ruin and preservation. And okay. And say Atlantis. I haven't read it. I have no idea about the magic system. But say there's a similar magic system where it's like good and bad, and they're called chaos and. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. But you're yeah. saying like that exists for the other planets as well. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to look out for that, right? Like if we're reading Elantris and then we see something that could hint to preservation or ruin or hell mm-hmm. even balance, then we're like, hey, Mistborn. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I just uh, I so I, cool. I wanted to keep our eye out for that, right? They're like, there's something here. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, the only I think that I'll no, sorry, go ahead. The only downside I see with our rating order is that we're starting off with the second series in the Cosmere. And so I Yeah, feel... but to be honest, in general, most people say that Mistborn's a, probably the best starting point anyways. So I'm okay with oh, that. Okay. Yeah. But that'll about do it from us from that episode. We uh next time we'll be started doing chapters thirty nine through forty four, uh, which will be part three uh, ending off part three, the broken skies. Now, um, as always, please join us on Twitter at pod underscore bookkeeper. Um, TikTok's still going. I just uploaded like two episodes or two videos recently. Um, well, they wouldn't be so recent by the time this episode goes live. Um, please join us on our Discord and the links on all the cha- um, on all the show notes. Now, we did actually get one of the listeners. Uh, to join discord and we've been having some great discussions yeah and you know he can attest to it as well that we're pretty much on all day you know i work five days a week myself Madaira has school five days a week but <laughs> Quite you know we'll, we're still yeah we still find time to <laughs> respond on discord we're not gonna promise that's gonna be right away all the time but we we're, we've got some really good discussions going here you know we've been talking about mostly wheel of time and cosmere stuff but um and a you lot know, of my uh, like predictions and thoughts, he's um, very good at like dancing around the. Yeah, yeah, this guy's <laughs> been very. Thankfully, he's been very, very anti- nice about. Yeah, very good about keeping spoilers down. So it's mm-hmm. it's really good. But actually, before we head off, I did want to talk about. Actually, we can cover that next time. But yeah, that'll about do it from us for that episode. So thank you guys. Thank you.